Welcome to Untitled by Definition. I'm your host, Destiny Taylor. Each week I'll be discussing my life journey and where I am today. Sometimes I'll invite some friends or family on with a little chit chat as we explore the hilarious, inspiring, and pitfalls of life. Welcome back to Untitled by Definition. I'm your host, Destiny. So on this episode, I want to talk about the struggles of moving forward. It is not always easy. And this is the one that I am very passionate about at this moment because I was just sitting here thinking about what I wanted to talk about next. I wanted to get into humility and killing your pride to actually let God reveal himself in your life. But then something kind of hit me because I'm in conflict and I spent the past three, four weeks of not posting anything before I got to London. So I was just really thinking to myself, where am I taking this? Where am I? Where's the balance in this podcast? Where do I see it going forward? I actually see it going a lot of places. And I think the one thing that I have to do is connect it to the place that I want it to go. So when I initially decided that I wanted to start this podcast, the first thing I thought about was just sharing my life experiences and the struggles of dating, the struggles of traveling alone, the struggles of just being a black woman in this world, you know? So I feel like I kind of skipped out on a lot of it, but I have so much time. I think I'm just thinking too far ahead, but... I definitely want to give it to you as it comes. So I think it's very important to measure my progress as I'm in this state of moving forward and getting ahead and making decisions that will affect my tomorrow and next year. So I don't want to be that person that's just like, you know, oh, I'm here and I got these flashy things and this is what I'm showing off. I'm not trying to be about all that. I am literally trying to be about this is my day-to-day life and I'm allowing God to show up in my life in every corner, every aspect of my life. Even when I just know that what I'm doing is wrong, (laughs) I'm still allowing him to show up and to show me what to do next, or just to actually reveal to me. And, you know, I think the topic that I want to talk about most today is dating, I guess, because it's very hard, especially just being a modern, contemporary, millennial woman of color. You know, I've lived in New York, I've lived in LA, I spent time in Milan, I'm now in London, and I almost feel like sometimes that can be too much for one person, but I also feel like God didn't allow me to be in a relationship in the past because he knew where he was taking me, and not everyone can handle that. Like, these are things that I have to look forward to for myself, You know, I have to sit back and actually take everything in and just be alone and be in a state of isolation, which I really love. I love being in a group of people. I love being a part of a community. But what I love the most is being alone 
which is weird, especially for someone who says, I want to be in a relationship. And I think having that partnership is great. Sitting down and discussing with someone about life plans and traveling the world and having a family, all those are great. But for me, I really love being alone, which is weird because I haven't always been this way. I felt like I never wanted to be by myself. You know, I had a plan even after high school. It was just like, okay, I'm going to get I'm going to go to college. I'm going to have a roommate in the dorms. Then I'm going to meet my husband in college. And then we're going to get married and we're going to have a family and I'm never going to be alone. But I've literally for the past almost decade have just been by myself. And of course, I have friends, but I think it's a little different than being in a relationship where you can plan and prepare with people. So one thing that I wanted to discuss is really where I'm taking this. And this episode may seem like it's all over the place because, yeah, it's about balance. And right now I'm trying to figure out that balance And I really want the people who are listening to this podcast to help me find that balance and also just reveal to everyone, like, it doesn't have to be perfect for you to start. All you have to do is just start something, create a conversation. So if this episode creates a conversation on social media, in the comments, wherever, I'm down for it because... I need it. I need it every day. And I I really want to hear more people's opinions. And if I don't know you and you're listening to my podcast, like, please make yourself known because I would love to just create a community, uh, even if it's just us two (laughs) or anyone else that you know. I would really love to create a community of just supporting each other and helping each other make a decision I don't think that everyone should do what I am doing. And I say that because I don't have children. I don't really have any responsibility. And if you've listened to my previous podcast, I've literally just been winging it for the past couple years. But before I decided to wing it, I've just been listening to God. I've been letting him guide me. But what is so funny is I want to take this back to the beginning because when you just grow up in church and you just have these praying grandmothers, and of course we're growing up in a different day and age than them. I know for sure I have one grandmother who's 85. She started having children at 12. So a lot of the advice that she's giving me is based on when she was growing up, not having sex before marriage and not living with your partner until you get married. So I can't really say that, you know, I understand where she's coming from because I can't fathom. I don't even know what I was thinking about at 12. I don't I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) But I know it wasn't children and having a family at 12 years old. But what I do love about her is that she instilled um, a spirituality, um, a form of religion in me that made me go after God. That's what I love about her. 
also another grandmother who's probably 10, 15 years younger than her. Um, again, someone who's just put God in me, took me to church, even though I was sleeping and just eating candy, not really listening. But I know that as I got older and I found myself in a time of need, especially being 10, 11, 12 years old, feeling desperate for someone to help me, to save me, I was praying. I was talking to my great-grandmother and I was praying to God. And that's something that my grandmothers have put in me and it has never left. So even now in this day and age where we're using dating apps now, we're traveling alone, we're leaving our tribe because they don't really believe in living outside of where your family is. You know, my grandmother, who's 85, she said to me, you need to be close to family. Actually, both of them. You need to be close to family. What if something happens? What if someone dies? I can't stop living my life just because I already know that someone's going to die. It's inevitable. We cannot be that far removed from death to where we don't experience life. And that's one thing that I really had to break because there's a lot of family, a lot of cousins that I have the same age as me aunts and anyone else that's close to me who don't leave their community, who don't leave their tribe. And I just think that me leaving was just a form of God creating confidence in me, telling me who I am and letting me sit in the world alone to where I can enjoy being in isolation and having a conversation with him. Like, I'm alone, but I'm never really alone. I feel that every movement that I make, I'm doing it in the name of God. God is telling me what to do. It's crazy because even when I felt like I wasn't hearing him right, um, in 2017, when I decided to quit my job and just to travel, I was just like, uh, you know, things are not going my way, God, like, the money isn't flowing. I'm not successful. I don't really know what I'm doing, what direction I'm going in. But what I started seeing was consecutive numbers, which I thought was weird. I was like, okay, it's 1111, it's 1212, it's 333, 444, 555. And I was seeing them, but I was just like, okay, whatever, shaking it off. And then when I got to Italy and my apartment got robbed. And next thing you know, I look at the clock and it's like 10, 10. So I just started researching it and looking up this thing with numbers. And one thing that I've read was that angels are with you. God is guiding you. When you feel like you are not at the right place, God is saying you are at the right place at the right time. These things were meant to happen. And even if I was not seeing those numbers, the things that have transpired from those failures or things that I didn't think could happen to me, I know that there was healing and it was guidance. So when I decided to start this podcast, I was like, you know what? I just want to talk about my life experiences 
yeah, like I had this trauma when I was a kid, but then, you know, coming out of that and being in a relationship with someone who was very successful, that just taught me about passion. It taught me about having goals. And then when I got out of that relationship, it was just like I had to start from ground zero. And another thing that I want to talk about also is humility, and that'll be a separate episode, but even just getting into this, being in a state of humility, when you just know that you have it all, and this is where I felt like, okay, I have it all. I was like, okay, my boyfriend is fine. He is career-driven. He's black. Like, he's just bomb. But I was not, like... I just felt like there was something missing in me. Like I just had this black hole and everything that I did, I woke up every morning feeling guilty. I felt a weight on me. You know, when I thought everything was perfect, but it was perfect from a worldly perspective and waking up every day and just feeling worry and guilt is not a way to live. I, I remember one day driving with my sister and I just seen a bird land on the concrete. Actually, it was a dirt road because I was in Slayton, Texas, land on the dirt road and then just flew away. And that's how I wanted my worries to be. OK, it's, it's here, but now it's gone. It just flies away. I just wanted to be free and I wanted to be as free as that bird. But instead, every day felt like a burden. Every day I felt guilt. I felt worry. And it started to be something that was a part of me. So when I was feeling happy, it started to feel like you're not supposed to be happy. You're so you're in this habitual life of just worry and and stress that when you find some form of happiness it's not a part of you and that's when I started thinking why can't I be happy why can't I find happiness in the small things why does everything have to be big and fancy and have a a name on it for me to be happy And so being in this state of isolation where I just literally lost everything, like everything was falling apart as it seemed, you know, I didn't have any money. I didn't have a job, you know, even going back to a place where I know I can work. And then all of a sudden, a year later, I get fired. I was just like, what is happening just in this crazy state of confusion what is happening but it all worked out because leaving that place led me to a new place and then also just in between those places of Phoenix Arizona and New York City and trying to find something before I even decided to go to New York I was just trying to find something that could work for me what is it that I can do who can I be I'm 25, 26 years old, I should have it together already. I should, I just had this feeling, this pressure on me where I felt like I should be more than, than who I am and, and what I am. So just trying to find anything that can get me by 
but nothing would work. Nothing would stick. Applying for jobs, just knowing that I'm qualified to do it and not getting them, it was like... I didn't see the blessing in it at the time. It was just like, I just want to (laughs) eat. I just want to put gas in my car. I just want to do the things that I used to do with my friends. And I can't do any of that right now. I'm just, I'm losing it all. So I started working out. I started running. I started reading. I just started to work on the things that I knew I control. My emotions, my mental, and my physical So I just started working on the things I knew I can control that can take me to the next place, something that I know I can't lose that you can't take from me. So when I decided to move to New York City, it was just like, okay, I'm going to New York. Like, this is this is amazing. This is crazy. Like, I I lost everything. I didn't have any money. But everyone's going to think I'm cool because now I'm living in New York. So I get to New York, but it's just everything wasn't cool. Everything was not cool. I started living with this one girl that I knew who was dating a friend of mine. Then all of a sudden it got weird because she thought I was doing something with this friend. It's like, yo, girl. I don't think I would be comfortable living with you if I was doing something or if I had done something with this friend. But I'm very close with men. I have a lot of guy friends. And so I love to talk about their relationships and what they're going through in life and what female they're talking to and looking at her and be like, yo, she's not for you. She's not for you. Let me tell you who is for you. Let me describe the perfect person for you. That's the type of relationships that I have with guys. But like I said, things got weird. She was weird. Then I was living with mice and roaches along with her. And then just being in New York where the energy is just so different. The energy was just, everything just hits you all at once. Taking public transportation, which isn't horrible. New York prepared me for living in LA and now I'm living in London. But that whole process of getting used to taking public transit and getting used to the subway system and meeting different people, Just like, okay, I need to get out. I need to find a job. And not only just to make money, but to meet people. But I also was definitely in a phase where I just really got deep into being an introvert. Or maybe I'm confusing being an introvert with depression. (laughs) Because I was also depressed. Depressed because the job that I was working at was only paying me like $9 an hour. And I'm thinking to myself, this, like, who who does that? This has got to be against the law. You're 20-something years old, and you're making $9 an hour. But I knew I couldn't settle for it. Also, I was thinking more of getting into styling. Like, I loved fashion. I wanted to get into styling. So I said to myself, okay, maybe I can hit up a few agencies, call them for some new models to do some test shoots. And this one particular day, I decided that I wanted to do that. And I wrote down the list, had some phone numbers, but I was too scared, literally frightened. And I hung up the phone and I thought to myself, you're never going to get ahead if you stay in this state of fear. 
and fear of other people. So I just got on my knees and I cried and I cried. I cried and I just prayed and God said, you're going to quit this job that pays you $9 an hour and you're going to let me do the rest. I got up off my knees. I typed up my resignation letter. I probably still have it because I type everything in the notes on my iPhone. So I typed up my resignation letter. I was talking to this one guy and he said to me, you don't have a job. Why, why would you quit this job and if you don't have a job? And I thought to myself, if you don't believe in me, then we shouldn't be talking. But at the same time, I was already messaging a girl because I had experience in dental. So I was going ahead and I was communicating with this girl who was running some sort of staff agency to get you temp jobs through dentistry. So I was already communicating with her and I wasn't taking it serious because I didn't want to be in dentistry anymore. I didn't want to go that route. And I felt like if I did that, I'll just be settling to a role that I didn't want to be in. And that definitely, it's commitment. And working for one doctor for six years, I was just like, okay, if I go into this dentistry role, I have to commit. And I didn't want to commit. But anyway, I needed to do it for the money. I needed to do it. And that's a skill that I had that I knew I can make more than $9 an hour. So I hit her up. I got a job in the far Rockaways. (laughs) And it was a trek. But I had to do it. I had to do it. So I get this job. I'm working there. I'm making more money now. I felt like I can breathe a little bit. And I just started like, okay, but this isn't it. I got another dentistry job who paid me better than that one. And they fired me maybe after a month. And then I was just thinking to myself, okay, you can't keep getting fired. (laughs) But I've already learned about the process. I've already said, okay, if that's not for me, then what is? I just threw up my hands because I made it this far. But in between all that, I started applying for food stamps. And I remember the first time I applied for food stamps and they called me and they said that I qualified for emergency food stamps. And I cried because I just... This was in this moment because now I have no shame of applying for food stamps if I need it. But in this moment, I cried. I was just like, does this mean that I'm poor? What does this mean? But when I got it, I felt very relieved that it was just something that I didn't have to worry about anymore. I didn't have to worry about splitting a $400 check between like trying to pay rent. And imagine paying rent and your check is $400 every two weeks paying rent and cell phone and transit. And now I don't have to worry about food. So it was a relief. So when I got fired the second time living in New York City, I went again and I just reapplied for food stamps. And I happily walked down to that food stamp office in Brooklyn and I got my card and took myself to Whole Foods and to Trader Joe's. I did what I had to do. And one of the most amazing things is that, you know, I spent a month of being unemployed. So I just walked around Soho. I walked around the city and I'm just trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to get into retail again. So let's get back into retail. 
I find a job and I have an interview. I just walked in there. And this is the point where the first time I shaved my head, I just got dressed up one day and I walked into a store in Soho. She interviewed me. She said, I don't have a position here, but I know that they're hiring for this same company, but in Bloomingdale's. So she connects me to the manager in Bloomingdale's. I started working there. That's also where I met my girl, Ebony. So Ebony is on the self-imposed metamorphosis episodes. So I met her there and I just started meeting a lot of people. I started to really get involved and everyone just made me feel welcome. And it just kind of felt like finally I'm getting somewhere in New York. Even after having a fallout with the roommate that I had in Brooklyn and having to live with the manager that I'm now working with from Bloomingdale's for a month before I went to L.A., it was just like everything just kind of like it was it was a weird position to be in, to not feel like I had somewhere to go, literally feeling like I'm homeless and I have a job and I have all these great skills and I just felt like I was defeated, like I was beating, getting beat up, (laughs) spiritually beat, just drained. But I thought to myself, I've had so much more than this. I know who I am. I'm going to pick myself back up and I'm going to move to Los Angeles. So moving to Los Angeles, that's where I gained my confidence, that's where it was at for me. And I will always have a place in my heart for L.A. that will be my home (laughs) again one day. It's just where I found my community. It's where I found my purpose. It's where I really just had to dig through the treaches of life, you know, dealing with scandalous slum lords. <laughs> I got evicted from one apartment but went on to the next apartment in downtown LA and that's where I just made this wonderful community of friends and it was just I met this community of just great people in general where they didn't judge me off of what I was doing for work. Although I was working for the art gallery and I was very good when I worked there and people knew me when I lived in downtown from working at that art gallery because it's also downtown. So I really just like, I got into this phase where everything is possible. I started seeing all of these people, meeting all of these people who were doing all of these great things. And so I just said, I can do it too, you know? But also getting to the world of dating, which is so confusing when you're living in L.A. It's so confusing. So using Tinder and just like getting out there and trying to feel like, okay, I'm bored. So let me start swiping is how I felt sometimes. So I would get on there. I would start swiping. And this is also what I want to talk about because It's hard when you're dealing with the worldly things and trying to be spiritual, trying to find that connection between the world and your spirituality. That's where I struggle the most. 
That's where I used to struggle the most. (laughs) Trying to find that connection, like going out and really battling like my sexual urges also like I'll just be out there on Tinder, going on a date. You're not attracted. Okay, whatever. So you just move on, you move on, you move on. All of a sudden, it's the middle of the night and you mad horny. <laughs> and you just hit up somebody. But somebody who, you you it, it, could, it could work, but it's just, it's not going to work. So let's just like have a 20-minute moment and see what goes on from there. This is literally where I was. It was my life. Like, I'm trying to, I'm a serial dater. I was a serial dater at the time and just trying to, like, get it in. And it was very hard to try to do that. And then, like, trying to be in a relationship and then being so heartbroken that things don't work out for you. And then as I look back at my life, I'm just like, it it didn't happen for a reason. (laughs) Because look at where I am and look at where they are. I just know that I could not have been in a relationship and be as open to God as this. I still needed to be in a phase of isolation. So even if you're single, take that time to be single. Like take that time to actually work on yourself and the things that you can't control because although you're attracted to someone, that doesn't mean that they will be attracted to you or it just doesn't mean that it will work even if you're attracted to each other, you know? So I really embrace that time of just being alone and even traveling to Italy by myself meeting men there, which was great. (laughs) That was okay, too. And just thinking to myself also, like, why am I not in a relationship? And most men would ask me, you are beautiful. Why don't you have a husband? Why don't you have kids? I know you have kids. No, I don't have any kids. And that's okay. I'm working on myself because when I do find that relationship, I want to be the best person that I can be. I don't want to be quick to get angry, quick to walk out. I'm learning to control my anger. And that's also by not having anyone around me to make me upset. Like I can learn to sit here and just breathe and be in a state of meditation at all times. So where I'm focused on a situation and also how can I get out of this situation the best way that I can without stirring up negative energy which is something that I can't get into because I am quick to get depressed and to just like have a tantrum (laughs) and I don't want that you shouldn't want that for me but basically I just wanted to talk about me trying to find balance with this podcast like am I gonna strictly focus on my spirituality and talk about humility and help guide people of course that's what I want because it's also helping me guide myself as I sit down and I talk about what I've been through but I also want everyone to know that it's not easy you don't you don't just wake up and you decide that you know I'm gonna walk the straight and narrow because People will come at you from every different angle. Temptation will come at you from every different angle. It's all about how you handle that. And I'm really still learning how to handle it. But I also know that I'm putting God first. And so if something has went well for me, if something is going on for me, 
I know that he's in it. I have spent so many times just trying to control things on my own. And I know that I can't do that anymore because it never works. My plan always fails because it wasn't on one accord with God's plan for me. So getting upset about something that doesn't go your way, it it just doesn't make any sense anymore because you just have to realize that that's not what God wants for you and what he wants for you is better than what you want for yourself. Because what you want for yourself is to actually impress other people. You want other people to talk greatly about you. You want other people to say good things about you. And God doesn't care about that. He wants you to glorify him. Your life doesn't belong to you. Although I'm like going through this life and, you know, now I'm living with someone that I'm in a relationship with and we're not married. I think about that. But I also express that. I talk about the blessings that I feel like can come from a union. I talk about things like that. So before I even got here, I was just like, hey, you know, I don't know. I haven't lived with a man in a long time. And I just don't think that I want to live with someone that I'm dating. I I express that. But I also express, you know, I just really think that something great can come out of a union when you have God involved. There's so many opportunities that can come your way when you have God involved. So, you know, that's just heads up. (laughs) Heads up if you're listening. (laughs) But anyway, that's the end of this podcast. I don't know if it sounded like it was all over the place. I'm going to take it back, listen to it. I'm trying to find balance. That's all I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to find balance with this podcast. I'm trying to figure out which way I'm going with this because I love to talk about my struggles. I love to talk about the things that I have gone through and my experiences. I just think that that just gives me more of a point to talk about how God has brought me out, you know, and how God is helping me get through my daily challenges. So that's it for this podcast. I don't know if it was informative. I don't know if it was entertaining. I just know I had to get this off my chest no matter how it came out. So that's it. (laughs) Have a good one. I hope you're inspired. For more Untitled by Definition extras, follow Untitled by Definition on Instagram and join the community by using the hashtag Untitled by Definition. We're here to challenge the norm and break generational curses. Also, follow me at Des Untitled, and I'll be forever grateful if you like, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts.